Before I start today, I want to just take a few moments just to talk about our dailies. As you know, we are going to be finishing up Psalms here at the end of the month. And at that time, we're going to take a, a summer break. And we are then going to just evaluate uh, what the dailies hold, what the future of the dailies hold for us. I'd ask that you pray about that. Uh, part of evaluating is not really so much who's been watching and how many people have been watching. It, it really has to do with our capacity and how much capacity we have as a current staff. Uh, how much teaching capacity we have, how much editing capacity we have, how much financial capacity we have. So praying towards that would really be helpful. We'll then let you know as the fall draws near whether we're going to continue to be able to continue with the dailies. And so I would actually like to extend a thank you. Thank you for those who have been behind the scenes uh, working on these dailies, to those who have been willing to stand in front of the camera and to give a daily. And thank you for you who have been engaging with us over this time. I really believe it, is, it has been a God thing that we have had these dailies and it's brought us together and it's been some really good teaching. So thank you for your patience, thank you for your prayers, and we'll see where God takes us next. There are two things that I don't do very well. Okay, I'll have to admit, there's more, than, there's more than two things. There's quite a few things. But for today, I'm going to talk about two things that I don't do very well. Two things are this. I don't sing very well, so you'll never hear me do a solo. And I don't dance in public. Well, here's the deal, though. <clears throat> there are times when I am all alone that I will blurt out a song, or I might bust out a move. <laughs> but in public, you won't hear me do that. However, I am compelled to be drawn into the Lord when I engage in who He is and what He is about. And there's a call. There's a call to worship. There's a call to come. There's a call to enter. And really, this psalm today, Psalm 100, is that very thing. So I want to explore this with you. So let's, let's dive in. Let's look at verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2 is this invitation. Let's read it together. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with song, with joyful songs. Here we have this invitation to shout for joy to the Lord. The invitation is not directed to a small group of people, but it's directed to the whole earth. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Something about this large shouting, gathering is so important. The whole earth is invited to come. And it gives an imagery of coming before a king, the king of kings. You know, today we have royalty, but royalty really exists as a symbol. Not an, and, and, and so it doesn't do us justice to the picture that is here. I know the queen just had her jubilee, and I don't know about you, but I didn't get an invitation to go. Did you? <laughs> I didn't. Um, it wasn't an open invitation. Sure, I could have watched on TV, but there's something about being there 
in person and engaging. And that is what this is here. This is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that we are invited to come and shout joyfully before him, to sing songs before him with, with gladness. This invitation that we shouldn't miss in this invitation, that it is an invitation that is free. It, it says, come and worship. And when we do it willingly, we actually are, by our example of stepping in to worship him, we are saying that we are submitting ourselves to live out in our heart that he is Lord, the rule of him in our hearts. And, and, and our response, because he is king, because he is Lord, is to have one that is with gladness. I mean, what, what do we do? We, we, we can only come before him with gladness. Why? Because we are becoming before the creator, the redeemer, the king of kings. And so what do we bring him? We bring him a song, a joyful song. And just so we don't miss this, that we, we don't want to put this just simply in the Old Testament context, I want to draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. And this is what it says. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And then gives us the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. What is that sacrifice of praise? It is with our lips. Now, I am not a good singer. As I say, you'll never hear me sing a solo, but I can with my lips praise him and I can give shouts of joy. I've been in some services in other countries and they shout like I've never heard them before. I can't quite do it, but I can enjoy it. When we come to verse three, and in verse 3, there's this acknowledgement. Listen to what it says. Know that the Lord is God. Know is this acknowledgement. It is He who made us, and we are His. Acknowledgement of, of, of Him being the Creator. Acknowledgement that we are His. And then it says, we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Again, we don't get that imagery because we don't run sheep. Maybe some of you do have sheep and you understand this or you've been around sheep or, or that you get this, this picture much better than maybe the rest of us. But this is a great imagery of ownership that God has. And by expressing that we know, it signifies our knowledge and our confession. What is the knowledge? The knowledge is that He is the only true God. That is the acknowledgement. We are acknowledging that he is the only true God. And our confession is this, that we are under his, we submit ourselves under his authority. When we acknowledge that he is our creator, we are celebrating our God. Israel had no doubt that they were God's people called for a purpose. And acknowledging that he, they were his sheep, in his pasture, they were saying he was, they were his people and they were under his will. So what does it mean to us? I think the challenge is this, is that are we submitting ourselves, the sheep, into his pasture, his will? <clears throat> Even if it means that we are not getting what we want. Sometimes we think that God's will is always going to be 
good, meaning that it's always going to make us happy. But doing His will is good. <clears throat> it just may not make us happy. Can I celebrate the knowledge that even though I am in His pasture, it may not always be what I want, but is what is needed. <clears throat> we then come to Psalm 100 here in verses 4 and 5, and here it is this giving thanks. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So good to know. Here we have this enter his gates. And it's good to do some comparison. If we were to take verses 1 and 2 and compare them with verses 4, we would have this. Because the word enter is the same verb that is used for come. And so in verse, verses 1 and 2, we have this shout for joy, worship, come. In verse 4, we have this enter, come, give thanks and praise. And so there's this part, if you can give the imagery and maybe putting this in context, is that as you are coming in a large gathering, because it says, it says to shout to the Lord all the earth, this gathering together of a large group of people, that as you come to church on a Sunday morning, as you're driving into church or you're walking into church, it is this part of shouting, praising, and saying, yes, I am going to, I am with God and I am coming with God. All the ups and downs in my life, I am coming together with a group of people. I am going to shout and praise Him. And then as you enter, it is giving thanks that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. It is giving thanks that, that he is our creator and our redeemer. I am, I am all for our house churches. I think, I, I've said this, that, that good circles make good rows, meaning that our good house churches where you're fellowshipping, where you are, you are sharing and you are caring, where you are, you are gathering together and eating meals together, where you are worshiping God together in this small circle, it makes our rows that much better. I think as we've gone through this pandemic, some have emerged out of it, <clears throat> wondering and asking this question, do I really need the Sunday gathering? Do I really need it? And my answer to you is yes, you do. We all need it. We need good house churches, but we need also good cathedral. Why is that? Well, I would say that that you can't enter his gates. You can't enter what he is talking about here simply just in a small gathering. There's something about a large gathering, the cathedral gathering, that is so great that we get to come and praise him and worship him and shout his name in song and in the word. And if you come in the morning, no matter what it means, the highs and the lows of your life, but if you come praising Him and thanking Him that He is your God, He is your King, He is your Creator, He is your Redeemer, that when you enter the gates and you enter with Him into the building and you do that with a group of people, you can't help but shout and you can't help but come to the place and saying, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generation, to our generation this day.
I want to invite you, come, come and let us gather together in his name. Thank you, Lord, that you give us opportunities, both in small and in large settings, to gather, to shout, to praise your name. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Thank you that you are a redeemer. You are a creator. You are a God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you today. Thank you.